Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to share that with you. I'm so glad that you talked about purchasing the course to help you with this, because I've been thinking a lot about this idea. Uh, We talk about community all the time and we talk about other people, but I have seen it live out in my life so many times where I've thought without certain people in my life, I would not be moving forward. Like you, you can only get so far by yourself. That's why we are called to be in community. We're called to connect with people because we're different. We can offer different ideas. And when we get stuck, we have people that we can talk to, people that can see things differently than we can because they're not in our emotion, whether it's purchasing a course off of a stranger online or it's being connected with close friends that you can say, hey, can you take a look at this for me? Or can you hear what I'm going through and just give me some pointers? And it goes back to, making it a prayer every day that you pray for God to bring you the people into your life that are going to be the perfect connection. And it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to knock on your door or someone's going to run into you at your kid's school, or it might not be a physical connection, but it might be something like what you just said, April, like finding this person on TikTok for whatever reason you were like, okay, yes, I want to do this. Paying a hundred dollars is a great thing because look at how much time it just saved you where you're like, this person can teach me this for a hundred bucks and I can learn it in a three hour video or a five hour course or whatever it is. And it moves you so much further ahead. It's exactly what just happened with me. I felt really stuck and I just felt like something was holding me back. And I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, there's something holding me back. Like there's just something there and I don't know what it is. And so what I did was I messaged my coach and I asked her, she's not my current coach. She was my coach last year. And I asked her if I, she would let me pick her brain and talk to her. And I'm like, I have to just like get this out. I need, I need to talk to someone. And it's insane. I talked to her for 40 minutes. And I literally felt like a new creation. I was like, Oh, I'm fixed. (laughs) Like, Oh, I got it. I know what's holding me back. I know what's stalling me. I know what fears I have. I know all of these things just because, and she didn't give me the answers. She just asked me the questions. She just was like, how do you feel when you do that? What are the thoughts that come up? What are the emotions that come up when you sit down to do this? What are you choosing to do instead of this? What times a day are you choosing this? What do you want to be doing? Who told you that? Why do you have that belief? Like she didn't tell me all the things we know all the answers inside, Like we truly do know the answers inside for things that are holding us back or blocking us or stuff like that. Or maybe even thinking like, I really think that I want to, you know, I want, I want your 
you're nice, April, <laughs> um, to go back to life coaching. I really, I really love that so much too, but I'm not trying to be nice. <laughs> I mean, I am trying to be nice, but it is a huge compliment. Like you should definitely, there was a time where you were kind of focused on life coaching. And I, I don't know, I think you should revisit that because I mean, it was a little bit different when we were in our former company, but you still at the, at the end of the day, you're really good at listening to people and pulling out what they're not saying, because like, I would say something a couple of times and you'd be like, okay, you mentioned that a few times, like, let's talk about that. Like, what's your next action step? And a lot of people, like, they really want something, but are like subtle about it or like passive because they don't have confidence in it. And then, so like, this is probably something you would have pulled out, like, okay, what's your first action item? And you're just really good at that. So I, I know that, like, and not in a conceited way, but I know it because how I feel when I can help someone, I like, it's this weird feeling on the inside where I feel so fulfilled. I feel like just at a different level. And so I know that, but what was holding me back from like stepping into this new light of what do I want to offer? How do I want to serve? How do I want to be there was fear of success and PTSD from working before And so I knew that I wanted to life coach again. I also loved, loved, loved doing free 30 minute clarity calls with people who found me and wanted to pick my brain. I like loved doing those, but my fear, I didn't know what it was for whatever reason I wasn't doing it again. And so when Melissa helped me to unlock this and to see like, okay, what is holding me back and what is there? I was really scared that I was going to be controlled again by a schedule and having to do things I didn't want to do. Like I commit to, okay, at two o'clock on Tuesday, we're going to do a coaching call. And then at one o'clock on Tuesday, my friend calls me and asks me if we want to go to the beach with all the kids. And I'm like, well, I can't, I have to work. And I put other people ahead of my family, my whole life. And so now my number one priority is my family and is being present and is taking my kids to the beach and is doing things. And I don't want to resent this job because I'd rather be doing something else. And so I had to uncover this of, I can do things on my own terms and I can cancel whatever I want. And I can, I can set things on my terms. Like she said, I'm, I'm having, you know, I've had this blockage of writing my book. I've been sharing with you guys. But really I found out is what it is, is I'm afraid that when it blows up, that I'm going to have to speak on people's podcasts, be interviewed on stuff, do book signings. I'm going to have to market the book. I'm going to have to show up. It's going to be all this extra work. People are going to want me to come and speak. I'm going to have to leave my family. I'm going to have to do these things. So like subconsciously, I'm thinking about all these things I don't want to do when the success comes. But my coach told me, she's like, you get to say yes to anything and no to anything. You can write a number one best-selling book and become a multimillionaire because you've sold millions and millions and millions of copies to serving other women. And you can turn down every single speaking engagement. You get to control your life. You get to say what you want to do. You get to say what you don't want to do. She's like, if you have to speak places, then you let them know. My family also comes with me. You're also paying for my family. We're flying Delta. We're leaving in the afternoon. We're only speaking on certain weekends where it's $10,000. I want this type of hotel room. I want this type of 
service there. Like, she's like, you get to say that. And I don't know why we don't realize that we are in control. I really believe it's just because we don't believe in ourselves and we don't believe in how awesome and unique and authentic and amazing we are. All these other people get to determine their life and what they get and what they do and what they sell things for and what they are. Why do we feel like we're not good enough to do that? It's like, no, I mean, that's not going to work. So having someone else speak into your life is like the greatest thing because they don't think about you like you think about you. Fear is such a liar, Nikki. It, It is. It's straight from the devil and it's holding you down and keeping you there. The devil doesn't want you walking in your purpose, believing that you're a child of God, that you are unique, that you are magic, that you are powerful. So he's going to do anything to try to sabotage that. And that's why we need other people because I don't look at you, Terry, like you look at you. I see your dreams and goals and your potential and who you could be. And yes, do that. And let's create it. And let's see this. I'm not in your head with all the fears and and the things that hold you back and the things that you worry about and, and the way that you don't believe in yourself or things like that. I have those same things. That's why I'm like, it's funny that I am like desperate. I need this coach. I'm like, oh, Melissa, like I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. But if somebody came at me with the exact same questions as I came at her, I could help that person. I can't help myself. I can't. And so in a way, you know, we are told, we're told to trust in God and we're not in control of our life. So having this like, okay, where am I going? What do I want to do next? That to me, and I told April this, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I feel like I need to know what's next. I need to know where I'm going. Like once I write this book, like now, okay, what's happening next? How am I going to market it? Am I going to interview on podcasts? Oh, what is my work schedule going to be like? And I was like going like 10 years down the road with this. Because naturally that like drivenness inside of me, that hustle inside of me, and if you have it too, you'll know what I'm talking about, is like you you need to see the vision to know where you're going. Because I have always been a person that's like, once I know where I'm going, perfect, now I'm going to get us there. Like I will work hard, I will do whatever it takes to get us there, but that's actually not the right thing to do because we're called to be still and let God work through our lives. Just like April, as you were learning your brand and you're posting on TikTok and you're trying to get a message out there. And then all of a sudden you see this person, you're like, oh, I could do this. Oh, she has a course. I'm going to buy it. Whatever in you felt like I need to buy this because this is a good idea. It, that's intuitive leading. Like God led you to that. And you felt this is, this sits well with me. I want to learn about this. I'm going to do it. And that's why you were able to create 80 something items just like that, because you were in alignment with it and you felt like creative and flowing and you felt a connection to it and it was the right thing to do. And intuitively you're like, I'm going to do this Took prayer and time to jump though. It's a hundred dollars, but it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's the best thing like pray. And do I feel like this is right? Can I afford this? Okay, I'm going to do it. And I tell every single person before they purchase my course, you better pray on this. Do not just buy this because you're pumped up right now. Like, okay, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it. Like, I'm not trying to pump you up and get you to sell, to buy something. I don't want you to just buy something that you buy something and you don't ever do anything with it. 
pray and ask for God to reveal to you if this is the right thing to do. And if you continue to feel it in your soul, like, I just feel like it's the right thing to do, then it probably is. And it might not be your ticket to success or your ticket to your dream or your goals, but it is the next step. It is a step to seeing this and realizing like, okay, I do, I do like to do this. Oh, okay. What if I switched it into this? What if I tweaked it and did this? Because everything we're doing is just flowing from one thing to the next. It's just constant, like step, pivot, turn, step, pivot, turn, step, pivot, turn. You're going up the mountain, but you're stopping and you're pivoting and you're turning to go through the course of the mountain that you need to climb. It's not just a straight way, straight through. There's always hurdles. There's always problems. There's always things that come up. So that's why the success really isn't just a straight line up. It really looks like a bunch of circles and squigglies all over the place. And then finally, oh, look, here I am. I've arrived. And realizing that you need to be still and let God come into your life and do things when you are still and you are focusing on God's will every day, which means, which I talked about in episode 69, but you are, you have a good attitude and you also are grateful and you're also present in the moment of every day. That's how you're in God's will. To God, that was a successful day. He looked at you and said, good job, good and faithful servant. You were present in the moment. You took care of the stuff that I've already given you. You had a good attitude. You had a grateful heart. You were available for people who came to you that needed you, whether it was your kids or a coworker or a friend or someone that said, hey, do you have a minute? I just, I really want to talk to you. You were available for that person to help them in their life. God looks down on us and says, great job today. Good job. But the devil says, you didn't do anything today. You didn't do it. You should have did more. You're not enough. It wasn't enough. Okay, you just worked and then you went to sleep. Like we will constantly in our heads think this, but realizing that I am in God's will if I'm doing these things. And if you're doing these things and you're waking up with him, you're spending time with him daily, learning about him, having fellowship with him. I read a, I read a quote today um, that said, I wonder if it's on my computer here. Um, it said, it was from Priscilla Shire. And it says, first, you know him through salvation, but then you start to know him through an ongoing fellowship. And in knowing him better each day, you move toward understanding, accepting, and living out your God-given identity and potential. Like you first are like, okay, God, you are my savior. Jesus, you're my savior. I want to live for you. That's then you know him through salvation. You know what he did for you. You know, he died for you. You know how God created you and how unique you are. But then as you start every single day, spending time, getting to know someone, you start to learn and understand them on a different level. And that's when you experience God in your life working. And you can't deny him once you experience him. That's to me, like you can't take away my experience, things that God has done for me that I know that God's real and I know that he hears me and I know that he's showing up and he's helping me and he's walking me along my path. So when you can be in that, that is like the best state to be in ever. If you can live in that state every day, 
where you're present, you're grateful, you have a good attitude, you're available for people. If you can be that, then God will start to move and work in your life and you will get so much further ahead with so much less work. It'll be amazing. And those are the things that you need to journal. Those are the things you need to write down so you don't forget. When I first started journaling, I would just write things I don't want to forget. And I would just literally write things I don't want to forget. Like, and I'm not talking like, don't forget to make a hair appointment. I'm talking like, like recently what just happened to me, I was on the boat. Oh my gosh, that's like the weirdest noise in my office. I don't know, there was like a weird, really loud buzzing noise. I hope it's not a bee. Um, like it was super loud. It sounded like it stuck somewhere because it was just like rattling like everything. Um, but recently what happened to me, I was on the boat being present. I was being grateful. I was in a good mood. I was available. I was showing up on the boat, having fun with my family. We run into this guy who, not physically, our boats didn't hit each other. We were in the same circle of people when we parked our boats. And I was talking to this guy and he owns a company local here and he can do like everything that I've been needing someone to do for me when it comes to creating shirts, selling shirts, kind of what April just said, but having a guy who makes the website for you. He does all the mock-ups. He does the pictures for the models. He does like everything. And he was right here. And I'm like, this is literally the best connection ever. I've been needing someone to do all of this for me and do everything for my mom's ministry too. That I don't want to take on the extra work of packaging and shipping and trying to figure out the systems and all of that. But I want to create things for people. I just don't want to take up all that time. And this guy literally was just like placed right in front of me. I'm like, how cool is this that I literally just solved my problem? He's the perfect partner for me right now. And I didn't do anything. So that was being still and letting God work. So I wrote that down. Like, I don't want to forget that God brought Chris into my life. And it was a, it was a good partnership. It was everything he wanted me to do. So things like that, that happen where you're like, this is so cool. I don't ever want to forget this. This is this God is working in my life right now. Maybe you get a job opportunity or someone calls and says something, or you, you see this book that someone tells you, oh, you, Hey, have you read this yet? And you start reading it. And it's like exactly what you needed to hear. You're like, this is awesome that this person told me this book, like how perfect that was God. That wasn't just, that wasn't just a coincidence or you listen to a podcast or you listen to a sermon and it's exactly what you needed to hear. Those are the things that you don't want to forget because it's proof that God hears you. And even if you're not praying for things, it's him hearing inside your head. He can hear your thoughts. He knows your thoughts. You don't even have to form words in a prayer. He already knows what you need. Go to him and spend a few minutes just being quiet. He can just hear your heart. You don't even have to say things. So, you know, it's just, it's amazing when you're still and you let things work because then you know that these things aren't forced. This is meant to be. And you know that, and then you can be like, wow, this is crazy. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm doing all of these things because one thing that I've learned about identity is that it's not only who you are, like who you are on the inside. 
what are your talents? What are your skills? What are your beliefs? What are the things that you're passionate about? What are the things that you're just really, really, really good at that you've always been really good at? Maybe you don't know that yet, or maybe you do know it, but they're just natural good skills that you have. Your identity is all of those things, but your identity is also your birth order. Like thinking about that, like if you're the oldest child or you're the youngest or you're an only child, that was on purpose. Also, the community that you currently live in, where you live and who you're connected to, that was on purpose. The, the churches in your area or the businesses in your area or your husband's friends, wives that you're connected to. These people that God has placed you in the center of for a reason, because with your skills, with your talents, with your personality, your true authentic self, with all of that, you can make a huge impact. And that's what God wants you to do. And if you look at his ministry when he was here on the earth and traveling around and what he was doing, he was helping one person at a time usually. He would say, I have to go into this city. I have to meet someone. And he would go there and he would meet someone and he would go there just to talk to the woman at the well. Or he would go into the city just to heal the, the paralyzed man at the, at the fountain. Like every single time it was just one person. So why do we feel like if we're not making this massive impact to hundreds of thousands of people, we're not doing enough. It's just one impact a day. It's one impact a day. It's, it's one, and it, you know what? It, impact can also be encouragement. So you have kids in your life. You have grandkids in your life. You have nieces or nephews in your life. What if God placed you in their life because he knew that you would give them exactly what they needed so they would grow up and they would go do something great because they had you in their life influencing them, encouraging them, telling them you can do anything you want to do or pointing out skills in them or gifts in them or telling them that you're proud of them. It really is. We went to Hocking Hills, Ohio last week on a family camping trip and our youngest is she just turned four Skylar and she had we it was a lot of hiking and she was really tired very quickly it was tons of steps up and down it was really hot really humid you know her legs are way shorter than ours so they were moving so fast and she was like I can't do it can someone hold me I'm so tired I'm so tired and my husband knew that she could do it he knew I, she can do this. She doesn't think she can do this, but I know she can do this. And so the whole trip, he just encouraged her. And he's like, come on, 10 more steps, babe. We're almost to the top. You can do this. 10, nine, eight would count down with her, would get to the top, would celebrate, would take a break, would go to the next set. Like we can do this. Come on, we can do it. Let's sing a song. Let's keep going. I know you can do it. You're so strong. Encouraging her. And she did. She we didn't hold her one time. She made it to the top. She was so proud of herself. She did it. And it really started making me realize and think that the people around us just need to be encouraged. That just by giving the gift of encouragement can change everything. And people are capable of a lot more than what we think they're capable of. 
But if we push them and encourage them, they can do a lot more with our help than when they're not with us. So imagine raising kids or grandchildren and you're telling them that they can do more and they can do this. And your, your messages are planting seeds in their brain of what they're going to think for the rest of their life. And they're going to look and think, and my grandma always told me that, or my aunt always told me that my mom always told me like these things. And so then we went in, you know, if you have kids or if you've had kids, you know, the struggle of putting them to bed. And so I'm like trying to put the girls to bed and they somehow had this flashlight. I don't even know where it came from, but I kept seeing the flashlight shining on the wall. And so I'm like, what is that? And I go in their room and they turn it off really quick. I'm like, do you have a flashlight? No, I guess you do. You need to go to bed. What are you doing? And so it was a struggle and I was kind of irritated, but I'm like, you know what? This is, they asked if I would sleep with them. Will you lay with me? And so I didn't want to, I wanted to go hang out with my husband, but I said, I will lay with you for a few minutes. And I went and laid with them. And instead of being bitter and annoyed that I had to lay with them, I had a moment where God really just spoke to me and showed me how intimate and amazing that moment was where I was just in their room with them, laying down with them, talking to them. And I was so grateful for that flashlight distracting them because I had this conversation with my girls that I just, I couldn't even believe how God just lined it all up because as we were laying there and we were, they were falling asleep. I just had a moment where I told them how proud I was of them and how proud they should be of themselves and how you keep doing something and you believe that you can do it and you can do it. And I knew you were tired and I knew it was hard, but you did it. And you hiked to the top of that thing. Like that feels so good. And you should be so proud of yourself because you're so strong and you're so courageous and you're so bold. And you are exactly who God says you are. God is so proud of you for how hard you work and how you believe in yourself to do that because he wants us to believe in ourselves. And at that moment, when they're four and eight, I program their minds into believing that all they have to do is believe in who God says they are and they can accomplish anything. I wish someone would have laid in my bed when I was four years old and told me, honey, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And as long as you believe in what God says about you, you can go far. To me, that's a better impact than posting a video on Instagram and getting 19,000 views. That also happened the other day on Saturday. And that felt awesome. That felt great. Like, wow, it's finally working. People are finally seeing my stuff. People are relating to me. They're feeling connected to my message. But before that approval of other people used to fuel me a lot more than it does now, because now what fuels me is making the impacts in my close community and in my close friendship and in my close family circle, because that's where God placed me. And it's really great that we have the ability to impact hundreds of thousands and millions of people all over the world in different countries and different languages all over the place. But don't forget that God put you here in your town, in that church for a reason. Just because you're not this big leader or an extrovert or you're super outgoing 
or you always know the right thing to say, God's still going to use you. He is. And if you think like, no, not me. Like I, I never have the right thing to say. I always, I always mess up. I always, I don't know. I always lose my train of thought. I, no one else hear what I have to say. And everything I say, I just, I feel like that was stupid and I shouldn't even have said it. If this is your mindset, the devil won because he's going to keep your mouth shut and you're not going to make an impact on your church or your community or your friend circle or your kids. And that's truly what he wants. So Skylar's learning how to swim too. And I never, I mean, I did not think she was capable of swimming by herself without a life jacket on. She literally just turned four like last week. And all my other kids didn't learn to swim until they were probably six. And my daughter went to my mother-in-law's house. She has a pool. And when I picked her up, my mother-in-law said, you're never going to guess what Skylar did today. And I was like, oh gosh, what did she do? <laughs> Cause I'm like, tell me what she did. Like <laughs> this girl is like very crazy and does all kinds of crazy stuff. And she said, no, it's a good thing. She swam all day in my pool with no life jacket on. And I was like, what? Like, I have not even practiced swimming with her. We haven't even, she has her little water wing things that she wears and she swims. I never like took them off and was like, okay, kick your feet. Like nothing. I never, ever, 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 ever practiced with her. I never would have taken off her water wings and just said, okay, go ahead. But my mother-in-law didn't know that we didn't practice swimming with her. And so she said, let's try now the kid can swim completely by herself with no water wings all the time. She doesn't wear a life jacket in my pool when I'm in there with her, obviously. And like can swim underwater, doesn't plug her nose, swims underwater, like comes up. She was teaching. Well, so she's all, I'm like, this is insane. Like, I cannot believe that this was in her. And I didn't know that this was in her. And so I never thought to even do this. Well, then she goes on the lake this weekend and sees her cousin and her cousin is the exact same age as her. He's like a month older and he has water wings on. And she says, Bowen, you should practice swimming without your water wings on. And so he asks his mom and she's like, I can't believe Skylar's swimming without her water wings on. Maybe I wonder if Bowen can do this. I'm like, I bet he can. We're the ones holding them back. I guarantee you he can. So sure enough, she takes off his life jacket. She's practicing within an hour. He's swimming from like boat to boat with no life jacket and can just do it. Because, and I'm like, I told her, I said, you know, what's crazy is that we don't think we or our kids are capable of doing something until we see someone else that's similar to us, like similar in age or similar in stories or similar with experience or skills doing something. And then that is what makes us believe like, oh, if she can do that, I can do it. Like what Bowen said, if Skylar can swim without a life jacket, I can swim without a life jacket on. And just from seeing her, it gave him the encouragement he needed to, in the belief of, oh, I could do this. And how many times do we do that as adults where we don't think we can write a book? We don't think we can start a business. We don't think we can start a ministry. We don't think we can fit in. We don't think we can do a good job at that job. And we, we hold ourselves back just because we don't think, well, don't you think that God's word is a lot more important and true 
about you than what other people are doing that you're comparing and saying, oh, well, if they can do it, then I can do it. You know, when I ran a network marketing business, that was my biggest message to tell people. Like I barely graduated high school. I failed out of college. I was a teen mom when I was 19. I didn't have college education and experience, but I taught myself how to be successful in selling and marketing and showing up online and networking that if I can do it, you can too. And that's what I would recruit people as. I, if, if I can do it, you can too. If I can make $30,000 a month doing this, you can too. And people believe that because they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why? Why have I been thinking I can't do it? It's because the people that they have been surrounded with their entire life haven't encouraged them to do it. If anything, they probably discourage them, not because they're trying to sabotage and they're hateful and they're abusive parents and friends and family. It's because they were surrounded by discouragement and they were surrounded by limited thinking. It really is. I mean, it really is just so strange to grow up in an environment where people around you are lifting you up and speaking life into you and encouraging you and telling you, you can have it and you can do it and, and keep going and you got this. And I mean, that doesn't really happen anymore. And that is really what's laid on my heart and really what the bottom, like the bottom message that I preach and why I do podcasts and why I'm online and why I'm life coaching and why I do these things is because I want you to wake up to your God-given purpose and your calling on your life. I want you to believe in who God says you are. Wake up. You are no longer asleep. You are awake to your full potential, to who you are, to your abilities to your mission in this earth, because if you wake up, you will wake up the people around you. You will impact the next generation because you're on a mission. You will impact your coworkers because you're on a mission. And when you're, when you're operating out of this true authenticity and it, it really is a vibrancy, you vibrate differently when you're in this alignment and you're in this, you're not living in fear and you're in this just like beautiful life where you're, you're grateful and you're present and you're available and you're living in God's will every single day. You're spending time with him. You're praying, you're encouraging people in your circle. You're, you're in this moment, like you, you will be different you will vibrate at a different energy level. People will call it out in you. They'll say like, I don't know what's different about you, but I like it. Or you're just, you just seem like you're glowing. You just seem so like bright or you're, you're, you bring this energy to the table where when I'm around you, I just feel like so alive. I love it. You will get people saying that to you. I know because that's what happened with me. I used to operate in this like fake type of, okay, I'm trying to be successful in this business and this is what I'm trying to do. I wasn't trying to be fake. I was trying to be real, but I was doing all these things that I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I was, I was taking all my skills and I was thinking if I use them in this way, I'll be rich and then I'll feel great and I'll have everything I wanted. But God said, I want you to use all your skills to do this 
And to make an impact in this is going to feel a million times better than this over here. And I know you don't think so because I know you think that your money is the key and you can control this. I can work hard and get money and feel this. We're over here. You don't really know the plan. You don't really know what all this is, what is going to happen. You don't really know the future. You don't really know what's going to happen. But when you let go of control over your life and say, I'm going to be present, I'm going to have a good attitude, I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be available for people, I'm going to do this, I'm going to spend time with God, that's when he starts putting things on your path, checking things off your to-do list for you, like looking for someone to package and ship and operate my entire clothing brand. And my entire brand for my mom's ministry that we also need the exact same thing for. That was a huge thing on my to-do list that God was like, check. He literally checked it off while I was on the boat with my family. Like, are you serious? And then, and then I wanted to talk to my old coach, Melissa, so bad, but I didn't want to bother her. And I didn't want to ask her to coach me for free. I mean, she charges $1,000 an hour to coach. I was like, do I want to pay her for an hour of coaching? What do I want to do? Do I want to sign up for a six month contract again with her? Do I need her? Do I need God? Should I just pray about it? Should I just ask other people? And I was going back and forth in my head for like months now. And she texted me out of the blue, out of the blue and said, Hey friend, I was wondering if you could do me a favor. If you could record a testimony video for me in this format, answer these questions. If so, I'll swap you and I'll do a free, I'll do a free coaching call for you. I was like, yes, yes, this is so perfect. I literally have been needing to talk to you. I can't even believe you messaged me and said this. Like, I, yes, yes, let's do it. And she also said, I want to interview you on my podcast. Are you ready to set that up? And I said, yes, like, let's go all in. I'll send you a testimony. We'll do my podcast interview and in return, I get a free coaching call. That is God showing up and saying, here you go. This is what's meant to happen. And when I met Melissa, I was praying that God would bring the perfect people into my life, make the perfect connections in my life. I had a prayer list, which I talk about in episode 69. I made a list of my prayers that I pray over my kids and over myself and over my business. And if you click the link in my bio on Instagram, um, that's just at Taryn Sarconi. It's right at the top and you can get it. You can download it for free and you can print it and you can say them too, or you can make them your own. But I, I literally had this physically in front of me, a hard copy of this. And I would read it every single day, every day I would read it. And the, one of the, my most powerful prayers that I said was make the perfect connections with the perfect people in a perfect way bring people into my life who I need, who they need me or who they need you bring us together in perfect connection. And Melissa was one of those people that was brought to me. I randomly found her on Instagram. I wasn't looking for a coach. Her post came up. I started reading it. I started looking at her page. She had a link where you could do a free clarity call. I said, I need to do this. I booked a clarity call with her. And the second she got on, I knew that I was going to coach with her. I just, I knew it. It was in my soul. I'm like, yep. And I even asked her, I said, do you believe in God? And she said, I do. I believe in, you know, I believe in God and I believe in all this stuff. And I said, well, you have been delivered to me from God. 
I have been praying for someone and I just know it in my soul that you are supposed to be connected to me in a huge way. And I just know it. And she coached me and she taught me more in six months than I have learned in 10 years was amazing. And then I thought that chapter was closed, but God is using her yet again in my life to come into my inbox and to say, can we swap and do this? And again, I was being still, I was being present. I had a good attitude. I was grateful. I was spending time with my family. I was being available. I was being encouraging and God fixed my problem without me having to do anything. He checked something off my to-do list. And those things happen all the time. It's a constant flow, but you have to be connected in that flow. And the last thing that I just want to tell you is that I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, they keep praying that they change. I understand being present is hard. Being present in the moment is hard. Not only are we distracted with our phones and the TV and the computer and our jobs, and it's just this go, 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 this hustle culture that we live in, in America or Canada, but you're distracted, but also being present sometimes isn't what we want to do. Sometimes my kids annoy the crap out of me. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is spend time with you. Like go in your room, get away from me, go pick up your phone. Like get, like, I can't even do this anymore. I also have talked before. I struggle with bad moods and attitudes a lot. Like where I'm just really irritated. I'm hormonal. I'm stressed out. I'm And that used to be a huge thing. I was the angry mom. I was the angry wife. I just was in a bad mood. Nobody wants to be in a bad mood. So if you're struggling with being present, having a good attitude, then what you need to start praying is that the Holy Spirit changes you. Because the old you, the one with the attitude and the one that is irritated and that person who is all the things God says shouldn't be, That you died on the cross with Jesus the day that he gave his life for you. You are a new creation in Christ because you believe in him. He is in you. The Holy Spirit is inside of your body. So you feeling like you're the angry mom or the angry wife, or you're always in a bad mood, that doesn't have to be the case, but you have to realize that you can't change yourself. You cannot. The scripture says, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. We don't have the, we don't want to be in a bad mood, but we are. We don't want to be lazy, but we are. We don't want to procrastinate, but we do. We cannot change those things on our own. Start praying that the Holy Spirit changes you from the inside and changes your mood. And pray, God, I know that I can't change this mood on my own, but you know I don't want to be in a bad mood. Help me to have patience by giving it to me. Make the Holy Spirit inside of me. Give me patience. Because that's how God works, that all of a sudden, I'm patient. All of a sudden, I don't yell at my kids anymore. It might take a little while where you're continuously praying and pleading with God, like, please help me be respectful to my husband. Shut my mouth when I should. Don't let me be critical. Don't let me be judgmental. Convict me when I do things that are unlike Christ. You might have to pray that for 10 days in a row, two weeks in a row, two months in a row. But all of a sudden, you'll be different. And it'll have nothing to do with your own works and what you did, but you'll be different. And a lot of us probably already have experienced that. Like I used to want to drink all the time and all of a sudden I don't. Or I used to be, I used to gossip and be really like nasty about people. And all of a sudden I don't do that anymore. 
because God will change you. And the more time you spend with him every day, reading your Bible, reading devotionals, learning about his character, listening to sermons, you might not feel different that day. You might not feel a change. You probably will because most of the days I do, but you might not feel different. You might not feel a change, but all of a sudden you will be different. All of a sudden you will feel that. It's just like going to the gym. You're eating healthy. You're going to the gym five days in, seven days in. You're like, oh my gosh, I still feel the same. Like, I swear I haven't changed at all. If anything, I feel like I look bigger. I look more bloated. I look, I look worse. But then all of a sudden your clothes fit different. All of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, hmm, I don't look as bloated as I did. Or all of a sudden you notice a line of muscle definition in your arm. It's all of a sudden, those results didn't happen all of a sudden. It took a while for you to get those results, but all of a sudden something's different. And that is how this is too. So if you need help being present, having a good attitude, being grateful, then you need to pray for it. Also start a gratitude list where every day you write down three things that you're grateful for, and they have to be different than the day before. You can't repeat any and do that. That will change your mind, especially if you're feeling like you're in a really bad mood and you're really critical and you just feel nasty, get out a notebook and list as many things as you can to be grateful for. I used to do this when I was mad at my husband and I felt like I just couldn't think of anything nice about him where I just loathed him. And I was so mad about something and I pulled out a piece of paper and I had to write down all of the good things about him. It took me about a half hour to even think of one because I was so mad. I'm like, there is nothing, nothing I like about that man. But when I started listing them, I felt my heart soften. I felt my pride lower. I felt myself being more connected to God and it really turned things around for me. So if you're having a hard time in parenting, do that list for your kids. If you're having a hard time in your marriage, do the list for your marriage. If you're having a hard time in just general life, do that for your general life you will start to feel different. You absolutely will. So don't underestimate the people you're connected to. God has you connected to them for a reason. If you don't have enough people in your life that are speaking life into you, that are encouraging you, that are believing in you and lifting you up, I can be one of your people just by simply listening to this podcast. You don't even have to get on. Like I will be that person for you. I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff on my Instagram where you can, you can talk to me on there. And I have 70 hours recorded on this podcast that you can spend time with me just doing that. But then pray for God to bring in more people into your life that are going to be the perfect connection, that are going to help you through and help you get to where God wants you to be. Be still. Remember who you are truly, who God says you are, not who you think you are. And if you don't know who you are, I highly recommend getting the study by Priscilla Shire called Defined that we talked about before. It's a five-day devotion. It is amazing. And it's so great to help you start getting in the word, learning who you are and getting that belief of I am chosen and anointed and I can do this. Oh, okay. I love you guys. I love you, Terry. Thank you for that. I prayed too. <laughs> I prayed too. I was like, God, this is your call. It's not mine. So Holy Spirit, hijack this message and lead it to however you think, see fit. So I'm glad that you felt like it was powerful. Thank you so much for all of you being here. I love you all. And I will see you on Wednesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, 
Help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley, and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.